Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Championship podcast, back for episode four today after another double game week. I'm here with both my co-hosts. Hello. Hi, everyone. And um, yeah, a lot to talk about this week. Um, obviously, after a really busy week last week with a lot of um, important results, um, a lot of movement across the table. Um, just going to start with Derby. Um, boys, you know anything about uh, what's happened with Derby this week? Well, from what I can see, they got a win and a draw in the week, so... They got four points out of a possible six. That's not bad. I mean, it's pushed them further away from that relegation zone. They now got a nine-point gap between them and Rotherham, who are third bottom. So I think this is a really good start to the this nice run of games where they've they've got a nice gap. They've got at least three games worth as such of the gap. So do you think they can keep this gap, Cullen? Uh, yeah, as you said, it's a, a nice run of games for them. Uh, obviously, the uh, the Derby game, Nottingham Forest versus uh, Derby County on Friday. I heard that was a bit of a, a tasty one. And, and also a good game on Tuesday against Huddersfield where they uh, they dominated a uh, quite threatening Huddersfield side from uh, what we said last week over their 4-1 win over Swansea. Um, Wayne Rooney's improved this, uh, the team a lot. I think... Uh, the experience of uh, Colin Kazim Richards and uh, Martin Wagon up front have really uh, have really proven for for them this season. Um, but yeah, they've uh, they've really done well in the past couple of games, and they're they're starting to uh, climb up that ladder. Yeah, and um, we spoke we've spoken so many times before about the relegation battle, and you've got to beat the teams around you. And I think the the Huddersfield victory was really important for them, and that. Uh, as Morgan said, the nine-point gap could even go to 12 if they win the game in hand. Um, three wins in the last five. Um, yeah, I mean, when we started the show, they they were really going through a rough patch. Me and Morgan both doubted uh, Wayne Rooney, uh, doubted his man management. Would he be able to get this group out of a tough patch? And, I mean, he's clearly done that. Um, so, what's the verdict then? Do you think they are out of the out of the conversation for relegation or do you still have to put them in there? I don't think they're fully out of it yet. So it is only technically a three-game gap, so anything could happen with these last, what, 13 or so games. So I wouldn't put them out of it yet, but they're in a, definitely a good position. Yeah, no, it agrees. Um, I was a bit worried for them with uh, star player Christian Bierlik. I know you know him from uh, Arsenal Academy days. Good player for them, and he's uh, he's really proven himself in the championship this season. Uh, he He's out for the rest of the season with an injury, which was quite concerning for Derby because he's really been their star man in the midfield uh, this season, holding everything together. But uh, I'm not going to say that they're out of contention because, as I think we've said many a times, anything can uh, happen in the championship. But they're, they're certainly proving their point on uh, on why they, they should still be in the championship. And I, I think it's quite sad how we're even... Considering Derby as a as a relegation favourites, to be honest, with two seasons ago them uh, obviously being in the heroic uh, promotion push and their win over uh, Bielsa's Leeds in that uh, I wouldn't say historic win over them, but it was uh, certainly a, a very interesting game. Mm, yeah, and um, well, I mean, it gives Derby a really good place to build on them now. I think if they can. If they can finish the season well, um, hopefully stay out of the relegation conversation for a bit longer, maybe uh, two wins, maybe, and they'll we'll start saying maybe they're they're looking for mid table. Um, but then, yeah, I think they've then got a bit of a, a surface to then build upon. I mean, they've got all of the right um, ingredients. A young manager who will learn, like we spoke about, Christian Bailey, as a young promising player. Um, 
experience as well, like Waghorn and, and the players up front who, who have been around the championship. And I think that um, maybe in a couple of years, we could be talking about um, Derby as a team that could get promotion. Um, so, yeah, uh, we spoke about them uh, beating Huddersfield, really important um, game for Derby. But then on the other hand, Huddersfield uh, last week, zero points, not a goal scored. Um, and against teams that are in the bottom half, um, Derby and Preston picked up a red card in the week. Um, I mean, we spoke about Derby still being in that relegation bracket. Surely we've got a Huddersfield in there as well, right? Oh, I think for sure. With four losses at the last five, and it's still a bit of a gap, only seven points this time. They could be overtaken potentially by this Rotherham side who have two games in hand. Um, I say that their form hasn't really been good enough, you'd say, for the position that they want to be in. If they want to reach that mid-table, they've got to start winning these games in the teams that are surrounding them. If they keep on losing, like losing to Preston, losing to, to Derby. Those are must-win games, in my opinion. So... I think they've definitely got, with the current form they're on, they might be in a bit of a struggle in the next few weeks. Mm, yeah, and um, just going to ask you, Cullen, um, Morgan mentioned Rotherham and how they've got games in hand. Just looking at Rotherham's form, I mean, uh, no wins in the last five. Is what, Should they really be worried about Rotherham um, as, as a team ind- individually? Um Obviously, we spoke about the seven-point gap and uh, Rotherham is that threshold. Do you think that Rotherham could potentially close the gap or do you think that maybe they are a team that will go down? Yeah, of course. You've, you've, you've got to worry about any team in this league. Uh, there's there's no easy pushovers in this league and that's why uh, it's it's heavily watched. Rotherham are, are capable of a win now and again. Obviously, you said lost their last five, but if I can recall, they, they beat Derby a couple of weeks ago and also Preston. So, they, they're not... They're not far off uh, Huddersfield, and I think they can pick up points uh, away and uh, at home. Quite prolific at home, and um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's it's a, a a big gap, but I think Rotherham, in desperate matters, could probably pull the points from somewhere. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, this league is um, you know, is spontaneous and. Crazy things have happened. I mean, um, a team that we've spoken about, I mean, Cullen, you even said that they could be the losers of the month. Um, Bristol, um, incredible week for them. Um, bounced back from that awful run. Um, two wins, six goals scored. And the win that I've highlighted, I know that the Swans win, obviously, we'll talk about that. And I'm sure Cullen and Morgan, you'll have a lot to say about it. Um, but I've highlighted the win against Middlesbrough um, because I think that that was really important. I mean, um, Beating a team like Middlesbrough um, really gives them that confidence to push on now, I think. And, um, yeah, I mean, Bristol, it looked like they, they just were going to flat to deceive at the end of the season, maybe mid-table, but looking over their shoulders a bit. Um, what are the ambitions for Bristol now, boys, do you think? Um, is it still just to finish the season maybe a bit well, just get mid-table or... Is there still that window for opportunity in in the playoffs? I feel that. Sorry to cut you off there, but with this signing of Nigel Pearson, he's really turned this team around. If you look before he was signed, at least five losses in the last five, and I was turning around and already got two wins. He's had a very immediate impact, and that pushes them up to eleventh place. That's only well, seven points off playoffs. So I think 
I think this could be a potential, like a, a last ditch playoff um, push. I, I think it could be. Yeah, like we, we, we can't call anything too soon, though. You know, you, you see managers being brought in and they have the, the couple of games where they have that impact on players on how players perform 10 times better because of this new manager. They want to prove something to him. Is it just that new manager kind of luck? I know Nigel Pearson has a lot of experience with Leicester and Watford and he is known as that kind of saver of clubs who comes in to try and keep teams up. Uh, but c- can he try and push them into the playoffs? That's the, that's the real question. Well, in this next game that they've got is going to be a real crucial one. If I try to find it here, they are playing as Bournemouth, which will be a very, very big game for them. So if they win that, that's going to put them in a very good position. I put on forty-eight points. I could push them potentially up to ninth place. So I think this next game against Bournemouth is going to be could be a decider for the rest of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that that is that is a massive game. Obviously, Bournemouth we've spoken about uh, so much um, still hold that sixth place. Although I mean, next week or the week after, we could be talking about them even being uh, a lot lower. Um, but yeah, on on Bristol, I mean, um, we see the we see the manager bounce a lot. Um, whether that's the Premier League, Championship, wherever it, it does happen. Cullen, you said about players wanting to impress. It's it's a different atmosphere, um, a different vibe around the club as well. Uh, do you think that that bounce was inevitable uh, with a group of players like Bristol have, or do you think it was purely down to the new manager? Of, of course, yeah, no, it was going to happen. They, they 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 do have quality throughout their team. Um, setting up with the with the five at the back we spoke about last week, uh, Watford uh, was he captain? Uh, Mariapa, you know they got some talent like Casey Palmer, which unfortunately we probably will talk about afterwards. Uh, Naki Wells up front, they they do have a good team. So I I was struggling to figure out why they were so low, but look, Nigel Pearson's obviously come in and he's he's had an effect on the players. They did. They did set up differently in the Swansea game. I think they 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 lost the possession aspect of it, but they really looked to uh, counter attack and uh, force the mistakes on teams. I don't know whether if that was the same in the Middlesbrough game because they didn't catch that, but certainly in the Swansea game. Yeah, I mean, um, at Nigel Pearson's side, you probably know what you're going to get. It's going to be they're going to be in your face. They'll press you. They'll um, they probably won't have as much of the ball, but I think that um. Their team's definitely good enough to do that, but um, as long as they get the results, I mean, when it comes to this this part of the season, I mean, you look at um, Cardiff reverting back to what they know best with the the Route One more uh, type of football. Um, other clubs doing that too. Um, should we move on to the uh, the Swansea game then? Um, Kerb, we'll talk about Swansea in general. Um, three points uh, in the week um, that loss to Bristol, um, which we mentioned. Um, I just want you want you both to just talk me through what is going on at Swansea. I mean, from from an outsider looking in, maybe the pressures uh, mounting, or is it just um, injuries, or what's going on? Uh, can I not let you answer this, if you want? Yeah, go on then. Um, it's it really has been a, a tough couple of weeks for the Swans. Uh, a couple of poor, really really poor performances, and a Swansea t- uh, team really not looking themselves after that. Man City loss. I think we just kind of lost a bit of form. I think, as I said last week, Nottingham Forest game was very slow and boring. 
I don't know if that was because of Nottingham Forest and how they set up defensively. Obviously, we had the we had the Huddersfield loss last week, and the the Coventry and Bristol game two very similar uh, score lines and two very similar games. The Coventry game, Coventry looked to defend the whole game and you know stop Swansea from going forward in any uh, any way, shape, or form. The goal came from a cross, good goal from Cabango. Uh, who's got now got his fifth of the season? I believe he's one of the highest scoring defenders in the championship. And the Bristol game, I think, was a, a a very unlucky win for the Swans. They started off well in the first forty-five minutes, playing some of the best football I think I've seen them play this season. Uh, really, really getting down those channels with the with the likes of Bidwell and Connor Roberts and and providing those balls. But we didn't have anyone in the box. Andre Ayew looked off the pace. Sat outside the box for most of the game, wasn't wasn't in there winning first or seconds, and Jamal Lowe just doesn't seem to be in that form he was a couple of months ago. Um, a, a rather, I wouldn't say a lucky penalty, but a, a penalty coming in the fiftieth minute from uh, a Casey Palmer handball, I thought maybe would settle it for Swansea. Uh, obviously, Casey Palmer ex Swansea, I was. I was glad to see he was helping us out in a way. Uh, Andre Ayo's penalty was uh, calmly taken, but yeah, it, it went downhill from then. Swansea looked to defend for the rest of the game. Uh, a really counter-attacking goal from uh, Bristol City. Swansea lost it in the middle of the park with Matt Grimes, and it, it was attack onwards from then for Bristol City. Naki Wells picking up the goal, and you know the the, the last two goals. Um, we're, we're really unfortunate. Casey Palmer coming, uh, goal coming straight from a corner, and uh, and Antoine Semeno's goal coming in the ninety seventh minute from a, a Freddie Woodman mistake, hitting it against the striker and the, the ball hitting the back of the net. Uh, I, I don't know if this is unlucky for the Swans or if this is really the, the dip in form, but we've got a few interesting games, so we we can see what happens. Yeah, and um, I just wanted to link this to um, to ask Morgan. Obviously, um, earlier in, in the earlier episodes, you were talking about how uh, both Lowe and uh, AU formed a really good partnership, um, both in really, really good form. Um, do you think that um, the dip of form of Swansea in general has got a lot to do with the of, of the two strikers, or, or do you expect more from the players around them? What, what do you think about that? Well, I feel that they found that form once before. I don't see why they can't kind of find it again because although we haven't exactly been scoring many goals recently like was it three one nils three one four one so not scoring many anymore so that may be at fault from from the attackers but then I feel that our defense is also like we've been we've yeah sorry we've been conceding some sloppy goals as well so could yeah been, that's that's down that's to injury goal. though unfortunately Morgan you know the, the likes of Ryan Bennett and Carl Norton coming out on injury we have a very very young backline with uh, Latabutier stepping in the Man City youngster and Cabango and Gehi I don't think any of them are, are actually over twenty in that backline so I mean Steve Cooper's plans are obviously to play youngsters and we've got a trust these youngsters but with the amount of goals we've been conceding recently uh, I can't find any excuses for them yeah and I mean it's 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 one uh, one conversation about quality but another on um experience I mean the the experience of the likes of Bennett and Norton are not to be underestimated those two definitely been in a lot of playoff pushes themselves and um to go from 
from such a sturdy defense with such experience to go into um like you mentioned um loanies uh young players players who haven't played much senior football it's always going to be difficult for them and i think that that's starting to show now um but yeah um a team that's also starting to show something else um we spoke about last week norwich potentially putting some um authority on the league two wins now pookie getting three goals in the week do you think that this is Norwich's league to lose now, or like we've spoken about from top to bottom, is it too early now? I think again they found that. Win- I think they found that winning formula. Like Pookie's been on form, as he said, three goals this week. I mean they dominated in possession against Wickham, which you'd expect them to do. But that's what we need to do as the leaders. You need to be winning every every. You need to get all. Sorry, we need to be getting all the points you can get. Like that game against Wickham, it was a must win. And to be fair, they went out there. And won it. They won two nil, clean sheet. I mean, they dominated possession. They had like seventy percent. So they're clearly showing that that they're good enough for at least this league. So I think again, they got a massive game on Wednesday. They got Brentford. I feel that game could potentially be the title decider because if Brentford win, that puts them on a nice bit of form, and I guess I'm only four points behind. But then Norwich would be on would lose their winning streak and may have to start from base one again and see what went wrong. But I feel they've definitely got a very, very good position. Seven points ahead. They are, they're they looking really good. I think they found that winning formula. Like, Would you agree with that, Colin? Yeah, look, looking at it from a Swansea fan, you talk about the game on Wednesday against Brentford. You'd really want Norwich to win there because, as Ollie said, the, uh, the, the title is really theirs now. Seven points clear of Brentford and uh, it it seems to be done and dusted now for Norwich. So I think for the teams around them, I think a, a win for Norwich midweek would be the the best for uh, for uh, most. Uh, they've they've started picking up form again. I think the two 0 win again uh, loss against Swansea. Sorry, was their kind of dip. But as I mentioned last week, that was without the uh, the likes of Emmy Buendia. I did manage to watch the game against Wickham. There were moments where Wickham did look as if they were they would go in front with a few couple of uh, well, a few chances, uh, which uh, weren't taken by uh, by a few of the Wickham players. But uh, yeah, you can't fault Norwich at the moment. Even when they're not playing particularly well, they're still picking up points. And a team who does that in the Championship uh, deserves to go up. Yeah, and I mean. Um... I think what's helped Norwich a lot is um, they've managed to keep most star players fit. I mean, um, Cantwell's come back from injury. Uh, Buendia has had a sustained period in the in the team. Uh, Pookie as well kept. Obviously, we spoke about um, them keeping players from the summer. Max Aaron somehow stayed. Um, and yeah, I, I got to agree. I think that it is Norwich's league to lose. But obviously, um, a Brentford win would make everything a lot more interesting. Um, you know, you'd have you'd have twelve games left of the season, and you'd, there would be a four point gap. But um, I mean, yeah, if if Brentford do lose that game, um, you've got to say they would be looking over their shoulders quite a bit. Obviously, um, second at the moment, three points ahead of Watford, who've played the same amount of games. But uh, uh, yet again, Swansea, um, two games in hand. I'm not sure when that when they'll be played. Um, but yeah, that those two games will obviously be so important for them. It could take them even potentially in a title race. But, um, you know, we've spoken about um, how difficult it's been for Swansea recently. But, um, 
yeah, I've got to say, from a Norwich point of view, um, it will be their, their league to lose. It's just, you know, they've, they've managed to find that consistency, like Morgan said. Um, just all about staying consistent now. Um, yeah, uh, we saw Swansea um, struggling to pick up consistent uh, run of games. Uh, Barnsley, I, I mean, we can go on to them next if you want. Um, being probably as consistent as Norwich, probably uh, the form second best side in the league. Um yeah, Barnsley six points now into seventh. Um, Morgan, you know we we spoke about last week maybe um, us not seeing them as a a playoff team. Should we start taking them more seriously now that they they're in the run that they are? Oh, I definitely think so. I mean, they got another two wins this week. So they've got a nice five winning streak. Only one point off Bournemouth, which is which is huge. I think because it's really shaken up. That bit of the table, if you see a few weeks ago, they were a bit further down, and now they're all, all the way up in seventh, only one point behind. So it shows how crazy that bottom half of the playoff bracket has been. But, I mean, from what I can see, they've had the, the second most points out of the last eight games in the whole league. So definitely on one hell of a run. And uh, I think it's got to keep this going now. It's got to keep this form. But I think with this run, they're proving that they are potential playoff contenders. So I think, do you think they'll be able to make it in there, Cullen? Uh, yeah, I think we, we can judge them on uh, this week, uh, a good win against Stoke and uh, a good win against Millwall as well. Both uh, two goals in the game. Um, and we can talk about next week really for them as well and how that could be uh, quite a good week for them. Uh, I can't see why they don't pick up six points again. Um a really poor Birmingham side and a, and a QPR team who have been picking up form recently, but are still down there in, what, 17th? So I think the six points there is for the taking this week. Um, I, I did mention last week, I think we need to start taking Barnsley a bit more seriously now. Um, we mentioned the, the Chelsea game and how they, it wasn't really a team who looked like a Premier League team in that game. Um, it, it was very equal in, in all senses, possession, shots, and an all-around game. They've, they've been proving the past couple of games uh, how they are worthy of that playoff spot. And I, I can't see why, with the uh, fifth spot, sixth spot, and seventh spot, how how they can't how they can't fit into that playoff spot because there's points being uh, dropped all over the place. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, they do find themselves in seventh, as we've said, but they've also actually got their game in hand, haven't they? So, um, I mean, a win there can take them level with Reading, um, below and goal difference, of course. Um, but even that takes them into the playoff spot. Um, got like Helen said, a, a really good run of games now where they can start picking up points. Um, Morgan, we've, we've spoken about um, how Cardiff, Middlesbrough, Bournemouth, even Bristol, etc., um, can aspire for playoffs. What is what what has been stopping us putting Barnsley in there? I think because of their where they were last season. See, if you look, as we said last week, they're in a relegation battle last season. And then for them to suddenly be in seventh, it's all very unexpected. I don't think anyone would have predicted that to actually happen. So I think that's one of the main reasons, but also that. Players they wouldn't have expected to perform have been. Like Woodrow, he's been on quite a run. Um, I feel that 
that you just haven't expected it because of what happened last season. So I think yeah, that- no, I, I agree with that, Morgan. I, I'll, I'll pick up on there. Um, obviously, with them having to literally take it to the wire last season, having be, uh, beaten Brentford and scoring a 90th minute winner, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, to keep them up. They really didn't look as if they were going to be pushing for anything more than uh, staying out of the relegation zone this season. So they have caught everyone by uh, surprise. And I... I, I can understand why, but I think we're going to have to adjust now and say, look, Barnsley, uh, uh, a prolific top 10 team who, uh, who are going to give you a problem in a game. Um, I think we've we've mentioned already, Corley, uh, Woodrow, uh, Callum Styles. they've got a few players who can cause real damage to teams. And you look at the teams around them, Cardiff are picking up a bit of form, yes. We we mentioned this in the past couple of weeks, five in the last five, but Barnsley, five in the last five as well. So I can't see why not. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they do have some some really good uh, championship plays, but I'll, I'll pose this question to both of you. Say um, Barnsley are able to to potentially get a playoff spot and even get promoted. Do you think that, that I mean, it's very much in the future, but do you think that they would actually be strong enough to, to potentially stay up in the Premier League or do you think that that would really be an extra step too far for them? Uh, I feel that they would need to bring in some more experienced players because I think some of the players that they've got they haven't necessarily got that vital experience you need for the Premier League that would make them different from just a championship team. Like If the players they've got now, like I said Woodrow if he keeps on performing as he is they could get, definitely give them a chance but in my mind I can only see them being a bottom of the half like at tops mid-table team so I think if they were to get promoted it would be a bit of a struggle would you agree with that Cullen? Yeah I, I don't think there's a chance if if they were to get promoted this season and look I'm not going to take anything off them or write everything anything off the cards uh, yeah it would be relegation inbound but you can say that about many teams I think I, I missed out on uh, making the point but could go back briefly and say we're talking about Norwich going up next season. If Norwich go up, are they just the favourites to go back down again? Will they keep Emmy Wendia? Will they keep Max Allens? Will they keep Pucky? We we don't know. Is it's the same with any one of these teams? You don't know how it's going to shape up for them if they do go up next season. Yeah, um, on Norwich as well. Um, they are really known as that yo-yo team. I mean. Last season, they 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 tried playing their football in the Premier League. Um, some some good results. I mean, um, picking up points against Arsenal. The Man City um, game was uh... Man City, yeah, brilliant beating Man City, which was completely unexpected. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that that style is sustainable. I mean, on the other hand, you've got to say that Leeds this season, um, similar in their way that they want to play attacking football. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting how that. Um, obviously, we've got this playoff push right now in the championship, but taking that a bit, a uh, bit more further forward, how would a Brentford or Watford or Swansea do in the Premier League? But um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, moving on to another team in that bracket, of course, um, Cardiff, been our winners for for a long time. Uh, Mick McCarthy, the bounce um, that they've had it under that manager, um, a big win against Bournemouth. We. We we uh we spoke about that game last week and said that was the game that could potentially shape their playoff hopes. Um, a big win in that one. Um, but then uh, a disappointing draw at Middlesbrough. Um, McNair snatching it late. Um, Morgan, 
what what does this week do for for Cardiff's playoff plans? Does it maybe stutter it, or do you think that they're on the same course as they were last week? Well, I have a feeling they might be on the same course, but that draw to Middlesbrough has really shaken things up because if they won, they'd been on the same amount of points potentially, or they would have been on the same goal difference even as Bournemouth. So I could have even put them in that playoff bracket, but that draw to that team that's just below them, like we are saying earlier, you need to win those games with the teams that are around you. Uh, Middlesbrough haven't been on the best of form and to get a draw against a team like Cardiff and how they're performing recently is huge for them, but for Cardiff it's quite disappointing. I feel, I mean, Morrison has scored two this week, so you could say that he's been popping up in these big moments and Keith Moore was one. Well, I think they're just going to have to have more of these players that are stepping up, I think, is what they're going to need. Yeah, um, I mean, Carl Morgan's speaking quite negatively about that Middlesbrough result. Do you think that it is all that bad? No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can criticise them too much. Um, we obviously emphasised how well they were doing last week and really sang their praises. And I look as as much as Morgan says you've got to be beating the teams around you. Middlesbrough obviously not not on the greatest of form and what, three points behind them, but I don't think that's a that's a bad point. You know, they they're still picking up points. Um obviously now drawing one in their in their last five, but winning the winning the other four, I don't really see a problem with it with a draw every so often. As long as it's not losing all three points, I, I wouldn't really take it as a negative. Um and we we've we said last week how well um Neil Warnock set up Set up, but I I can't see why he wouldn't have wanted to go and win that game against Cardiff to really prove a point. Yeah, and I mean, um, just just my opinion quickly. Um, I think that it's more important to uh, to not drop uh, to not give points to the teams around you. I mean, uh, say Middlesbrough won that game. I mean, that takes them um, that takes them uh, one point beyond Cardiff. Um, really, really down their throats then. And I think that that draw just gives them a bit of a gap. But obviously, they'll be disappointed in the manner that they, they did draw the game, obviously, leaving it. Um, Middlesbrough left it late. Um, I've I got to say that Middlesbrough actually did dominate the game. But in those games, um, when you do take the lead, you you know, you back a, middle, uh, a Mick McCarthy side to, to dig in deep and get the, get the three points. But um, it wasn't to be. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've spoken about three, four, five teams that could potentially even take that sixth spot. And uh, those two teams are still in that. And um got to say that this week's uh, results haven't really influenced it that much. Um, well, hang on. Can I, can I just yeah. say something briefly? Uh, we, we talk about Cardiff and how they're picking up form. But uh, th- this week for them could really be quite crucial. You know, you're talking about uh, picking up points on uh, rivals. Um, Derby and Huddersfield coming up this week. Which we we did go over Derby briefly and how how they're doing semi decently this season and how they're picking up points. But you see Huddersfield who are who are really doing poor at the moment. You can't you can't think why they won't pick up six points this week. Yeah, I mean, um, I think they'll look at that Huddersfield game as a, a game that they can really win. But the Derby game, uh, Morgan, do you think that could potentially be a banana skin for them? Well, I think. There's definitely room for an upset. With the way that Derby are performing at the moment, there's definitely a chance of a big upset like that. But if you think about it, I think it should be a must-win for Cardiff if they want to keep that playoff hope alive. 
Because Bournemouth, if they win their next game, it was against Coventry. I think if they want to give themselves the best chance, they have to win that game. So for me, I feel it's a must win to keep to give them a really good chance of making it into that playoff bracket. Yeah, it definitely is a must-win game. But I, I, I think, as I said last week, when you play against the teams who are lower down in the league, there's, there's always that chance of there being an upset. And that's what I hate. Yeah, you, you see, you, you look at the championship and the, the teams that you expect to beat sometimes do beat you and there are going to be these uh, upsets uh, around the championship, especially with Derby uh, scraping the relegation zone as they are. Uh, I think a three... Three points for them against Cardiff would would be vital for them, bringing them up to about 14th. So uh, I can't see why Derby wouldn't go into it with confidence. Yeah, I I agree. I think that um, they could even go into that game equal. I mean, I I don't actually see a favourite in that game. I know you look at league table, but like you said, I mean, you can practically ignore league table in the championship, especially when it comes to this stage of the season where it's uh, it's starting to get gritty and... um, you're really fighting for every point that you can. Um, just just moving on now, um, spoke about Cardiff, obviously. Um, they still have that pro- promotion push. Um, another team that uh, are up there, but a bit higher up, is uh, Brentford. Um, after a poor week last week, obviously dropping some vital points um, in games in hand that they had. Uh, they picked up six points, um, seven points off the title. Um, we did we did talk about the uh, the title race. I mean, I link that almost to like the Man City race in the Premier League. Um, just going over that. Um, I mean, if Brentford can hit the heights that they were earlier in the season, get Tony back scoring. I know he scored this week. Do you think that maybe there is that slight window of opportunity for Brentford to potentially take the league off Norwich, or is it really firmly in their well, hands? I feel it might be just slightly out of their reach because the form Norwich are on and the and the lead they've built is. It's going to be very, like a, a huge challenge to overcome. Although, I mean, I think they've got that winning mentality back because in that game against Stoke, where they ended up winning 2-1, they were 1-0 down in the first 10 minutes. To, to be able to come back after that and get two more goals to win our game, I think it shows that they're definitely getting back on track. And with that two goals, uh, two games won this week, sorry, I think this might be the start of their winning form again. So I think it could be it's on the cards, but it's. I feel it's going to be quite unlikely. Yeah, you you never you'd never take Brentford out of the race. This is the this is the good thing about the championship. I think Morgan, as well, his point was that Norwich are, are going for that number one spot. But you look, I don't think Brentford would be too unhappy if they had that number two spot and went straight for the automatics. Um, with the upset that they had last season, especially where they missed out on that automatic spot because of that loss against Barnsley, and then unfortunately losing the playoff finals against Fulham, um, they've got Norwich as we mentioned on Wednesday, which which could be an interesting game for them, and then uh, a, a quite a poor Rotherham side on Saturday, which which should be three points for them. So I think if they come out of this week with maybe four points. Out of six, I think that would be a good week for them. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, it, it does. It does all come down to that that Norwich game for them. It's a make or break in their season. I know there is still a lot of football to be played, but you have got to say that if that gap does extend to potentially ten points, and then that they could lose confidence again. I mean, they are in the process of rebuilding that good form that they had earlier in the season. Um, 
I think yeah, that that's that's really important. And uh, I, I'm I'm not sure who I back to be honest with you boys. Um, obviously Norwich are um in in the best form and obviously uh, top in the the championship, but. Um, Brentford will go in as the underdogs, and I think that that will probably favour them. Morgan, what, what do you think? Do you think that Norwich are such favourites that um, it won't affect them, or do you think that maybe that that pressure could get to them? Well, I think there's definitely a lot of pressure behind them now in order to keep that winning form going. But I feel if they've been able to do it before, again coming from that loss against Swansea, I don't think they've lost a game since. So I think. I think they might be able to handle the pressure, in my opinion. Because they've already got such a good run going. I don't see why they can't continue that, to be honest. So I think I think mm. they're going to be headed for that title. Yeah, I, I agree with you, yeah. there, Ollie. I, I don't know. Well, I have, a, I have a vague understanding on who I think should win this game. Um, although I'm not a massive fan of him, Thomas Frank sets up really well with his Brentford team. And they have they have a clear plan every single game. Uh, their four three three is working really well for them. They've they've kind of proven how the four three three can really work in the championship. Whereas most people are going for the the five at the back. Um, Ivan Tony's uh, scoring off all cylinders recently, and you, there's no way to really stop them. And it it looks as if they're finding a bit of uh, form in defence as well with the the signing of Winston Reid from uh, from West Ham. They've uh, They've had a, a few couple of sign, a good few couple of signings in the past couple of windows. Uh, Ivan Tony being one of them, Wembo, uh, Sam Gahados coming in this season. I think that they're going to be favourites for that Norwich game. Unfortunately, as much as I don't want them pick it, picking up the points, I think that Brentford could nick it. Unfortunately. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a really interesting game, and definitely one I'll be tuning in for. Uh... And yeah, I mean, I'm sure that we'll have a lot to talk about um, in terms of that game next week. Um, boys, you, is that is that everything that we we've discussed now? Is there any games that stand out for you, or, or are we happy to move on to? I think I think we've covered everything to be honest. Yeah. Although for the final point, I think there's one big game coming up, and that is Sheffield Wednesday in Rotherham. Proper relegation mm. battle game. I think that's going to be a huge one for the for the week. What do you think is going to happen in this game, Cullen? Um, yeah, it, it, it's two games that are on really bad form. I'd say Rotherham would would nick it, to be honest, uh, especially with uh, the glimpses that they have. Although losing five in their last five, uh, it's going to be hard to call. I think I think this might be a nil-nil or a draw on this game. Yeah, yeah, I gotta be honest. I think this one's got a draw written all over it. I think both teams are in such bad form, and uh, the teams above them are starting to pick up uh, some vital points. I think that both teams will probably be a bit too scared to uh, to commit to the game. Um, obviously, wary of that gap that could extend, maybe uh, sink them deeper into the Wickham conversation. Um, but yeah, Morgan, that's a that's a really um, important game coming up. I think there. That one will have a lot, a lot of meaning, especially if Rotherham can uh, pick up all three points, and then they go into um, future games, then potentially closing the gap on Birmingham. But yeah, um, I'll definitely look out for that one too. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just going to move on to um, to the the next part of the show, the winners and losers. Um, my winners um, often been um, stuck in the losers, often uh, 
recently. Uh, Going to go for Bristol. Um, really, really impressed with how they bounced back from the uh, from the run. Obviously, they've had the new manager bounce. Um, six out of six points, potentially back in the playoff bracket. Obviously, it's, it's difficult to call. Um, five goals scored, which impresses me, especially from uh, from a Pearson side. Um, Cullen, are you, are you in complete agreement with me, or is there another team that stands mm, out for you? I, well, there, there was a few teams that I could have decided on this week. Um, I haven't, in fact, uh, decide, uh, decided to, to uh, agree with you this week. Um, I've gone for Barnsley, and I don't know if Morgan agrees with me in this, mm. but um, Barnsley, really, really good form. Uh, obviously, won both games this week. They're my winners of the week um, for a good reason, really. Um, as we mentioned before, two two wins that meant a lot to them because Stoke obviously uh, are in that playoff or chasing that playoff space. And Millwall, who haven't been doing too badly recently, um, I think that's uh, two really big wins for them and uh, some interesting games coming up this week for them, which uh, could possibly make them uh, winners of the week next week as well. Uh, for me... Yeah. I had them down as my winners of the week as well. Again, this week has been really vital for them. Again, of six points, now they're only one point off playoffs. So then they're in a really, really good position for the next week or two, even, I think. So I've got them as my winners. Mm. Right, yeah. Uh, Morgan, do you, do you want to carry us on then with the yeah, losers? Um, I've gone for my losers as Rotherham because they're on a five-game at least losing streak in this crucial relegation battle. Now, the gap between them and Birmingham has slowly grown. It's now up to five points. So, it might be starting to get out of reach for them. Although they've got two games in hand with their current form, I don't see them doing much with them, in all honesty. I think this could be the beginning of the end for Rotherham, in my opinion. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, um, we spoke about that that really important game coming up with Sheffield Wednesday. That that will be the decide the deciding one, and maybe, um, like we said, they could be the winners of the week next week if uh, if all goes to plan for them. Colony, what what are you thinking about your losers well, of the week then? Mine was well. It wasn't potentially the winners of the week. It was the result of the week last week. I've gone for uh, for Huddersfield this week. Um, two really poor games for them. Not not even registering a goal really, which is a disappointment. Uh, disappointing. Having coming off a a four-one win against Swansea, a three-nil win against uh, loss, sorry, against Preston, and a two-nil loss against uh, Derby County, um, I I've simply put them down as my losers of the week because I thought maybe after that Swansea game they they could have picked up a little bit of form and pushed themselves a bit higher up that table, but it seemed to have uh, it seems to have gone the opposite way for them. Mm. Yeah, you you would have thought that. Um that win against Swansea could have given them a platform to then uh, really push on, but um, obviously it hasn't worked for them. I have um, completely agree with you. They've, they've had a really poor week, but I've gone for a team that hasn't actually picked up uh, minimum points. They, they did pick up a point. Um, it's Middlesbrough. They obviously, um, they were, they were good in the Cardiff game, um, but I, I'm giving it to them because I thought that this, the Cardiff game I thought was a game for them. Um, going in as underdogs, I mean, Warnock really instills the the underdog mentality. I thought that um, it was a chance for them to to take all three. I thought Cardiff could have been caught, 
Um, didn't happen. Conceded a really sloppy goal uh, from a corner. Um, and then they lost to Bristol, obviously, um, my winners of the week. But I think they, they actually gave Bristol a platform to to um, to catch up with them. So, yeah, Middlesbrough, my, definitely my losers of the week. Um, boys, what, what do you think of that? I know um, probably quite unfair of me that Middlesbrough did dominate the Cardiff game. But do you think that I am still got a point putting them losers of the week? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. I, d- I didn't really pick up on uh, Middlesbrough being uh, possible losers of the week. Um I have to be honest. When you said picking up points this week, I thought you might have gone for the uh, for for Blackburn, who were another team that I had down as uh, possible losers of the week. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. The two disappointing results for them, really, uh, maybe being underdogs for the Cardiff game. But I would have I would have liked to see Neil Warnock really push for that game and try and get a win against his uh, his former club. Mm. Yeah, so Morgan, your thoughts on Middlesbrough this week? I think in I agree with both the points you've made. Like they could have, if they won that game, would have put them in a very good position. They would have put them above Cardiff, in fact. Um, but I think it was. I mean, if they won that other game, if they won that game, they would have put them on a level points with Cardiff, would have made the that next few games that bit more interesting. But I feel they definitely. Lost out on a on a big chance in this last week, so I agree with you putting them as the losers. Yeah, yeah um, I think that wraps up a really a really good podcast. Um, obviously, we've spoken about some really big results from the top and bottom, and next week especially, we'll have some really big uh, results to talk about. Obviously, we've got we've got the heavyweight battle, uh, Norwich Brentford, um, potentially make the title is really interesting, and then as Morgan um, identified, the Rotherham Sheffield one. Um, could really, really um, make the relegation battle interesting too. Um, thank you both for coming on the no show worries. today again. No problem. And um, we'll be back next week. Bye, everyone.